People don't know what it is to be champions. Oklahoma invented it. All right, welcome to another OU Insider Postgame Podcast. I'm here with Colin Kennedy, Joey Helmer, and I'm Brandon Drum. Uh, this is obviously Young and Drum, but it is the OU Insider Podcast, and will be the postgame podcast from here on out uh, after every OU football game with the trio. Yeah. Colin Kennedy, Joey Helmer, and myself. All right, guys, Oklahoma won 52-14. Uh, obviously, the big story leading into the week was Austin Kendall coming back and can Oklahoma keep up the mentality, the energy, energy the focus after a big win at the Red River Rivalry at the Cotton Bowl. Um, the initial takeaways, Colin, let's hear yours first. Well, I think first. Lincoln Riley said it earlier in the week, this week specifically was going to determine a lot in terms of what his team brings to the table because of the fact that they did play in the Red River Showdown a week ago, and he was not shy. He acknowledged the fact that a Red River Showdown hangover is certainly capable of happening, but in this case, I thought the Sooners showed no signs of slowing down. Obviously, you talk about Jalen Hurts, the performance he had today. One incompletion, Joey's pretty solid, I would say, in hashtag analysis, in my opinion. Outside of that, I mean, Kennedy Brooks, Brandon. We talked about him last week. He continues to, to produce at a high level. Guy, Seven yards of carry. Seven again. yards of carry. Not, not the first down plus from a week ago, but at the same time, he's still establishing himself as that lead back, and I still think that we're really starting to see Kennedy Brooks become the player we all expect him to be. Outside of that, I mean, receivers played well. And I think the biggest thing for me defensively I want to mention is this defensive back unit, to be quite honest. They deserve a lot more credit than I think we're giving to them because a lot of times it's seemingly a profession for people across the country to just knock on Oklahoma defensive backs, right? And that, that has a lot to do with the reputation from the past. But at the same time, what this unit has done this season, specifically those defensive backs, has basically taken on whatever it is in terms of strength, whether it's passing or running the football, and they have stepped up. They've also applied pressure. They've made things easier for the defensive line. I'm very, very impressed with this Oklahoma football team. There, were, there was a possession where Austin Kendall, they, they came out, they didn't run the ball at all. It was a three and out, three straight passes, mm -hmm. and they tested Oklahoma deep downfield. And on all of those passes, the coverage was great. Yeah. I mean, you know, guys blanketed. Coverage that we haven't seen in previous years that we're seeing from this secondary this year. And how refreshing is that to see for all of these fans that have to be saying, gosh, where has this been? Yeah. Where has this been? Because this is how you cover. Same players. Around, same 
Yeah, same different place. play, just different tech. The right technique finally, and in that's coaching. it is showing up when a guy throws for 182 yards. And how many times did Austin Kendall throw the ball today? You know, we had 31 times, 31. 15 for 31. And he finishes with 182 yards. That is just outstanding work by Oklahoma secondary. And when you look to the other side of the ball, I mean, maybe you thought Jalen Hurts took a little bit of a step back in terms of the Heisman race. But then when you looked at his stats last week, they were really, really good. And what does the guy do? He throws one incompletion. He accounts for five touchdowns, no turnovers. The guy, in my mind, is certainly at the forefront in the Heisman race right now. And Oklahoma mm -hmm. continues to just turn out <laughs> receiver after receiver. I mean, look at this. Ten different guys. Ten different guys caught a pass today. It can be a new guy every single week. Uh, C.D. Lamb exploded last week. Three catches for 71 yards today. Four for 71 for Rambo and a touchdown. So, it's just complete across the board, guys. Yeah, I mean, look, it, what you all, everybody said is 100% fact. And it all starts up front. I mean, in the front seven, yeah. you have the two biggest leaders on the defense. Mm -hmm. And that is Neville Gallimore, Kenneth Murray. Mm -hmm. I talked to him after the game. Mm -hmm. And every, to a man, all the way to Buki. Yo, we're not satisfied. Like, this is just the precipice of what we're going to be as a defense. We're not – Kenneth Murray came out and basically said, we're going to win a national title, and we're not going to be satisfied till it happens. This is the stuff that Jalen Hurts has been talking about mm -hmm. since he got here in January. Like, they've got to change the mentality. This is what it's got to be. There can be no satisfaction until this season's over, and everybody's bought into it. And when you see them buy into that stuff, it, it's awesome to watch. And then when you watch, watch Alex Grinch come in there, we're sitting there patting the defensive back on the back. That was patting the defensive backs on the back. Yeah. That was really hard to say. Um, and he comes in there and goes, nah, not so fast. Didn't get a turnover. We didn't get a turnover. Those should have been interceptions. Yep. How different is that compared to last year? Because last year – the media, everybody, we're all high-fiving the dudes after PBUs. I mean, that's what we were asking. Can they not get a pass breakup? I mean, can they not stop them on third down? Okay, well, now they're ninth in third down conversion. It stops as far as the defense goes. And they're tops in sacks. They're, how many, I think they're tops in sacks or top yeah. five or something in sacks and uh, yeah. hurries and stuff like that. I mean, this defense is ridiculous. They do something different every week to make you show – just how balanced and dominant they are. Uh, offensively, Colin, Joey, mm -hmm. the offensive line, back-to-back -back games having that first unit, mm -hmm. the difference. Can you tell the difference? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you also saw, first, I like the fact that they're trusting a little bit more in the depth. I think early on in the season, the whole idea of throwing out Ian McIver in there to relieve, relieve Creed Humphrey – they, they work in R.J. Proctor to help out Eric Swenson, but at the same time, those guys can only do so much. Sure, they have depth, but at the same time, when these two tackles are out there, when that whole unit is together up front, 
Jalen Hurts has time. Marquise Hayes, I thought, had some phenomenal plays in this game today. Tyrese Robinson had one play where he absolutely leveled a guy. And you saw the physicality in this football game pay off because eventually West Virginia's defensive line, quite frankly, couldn't hold up. I mean, they were exhausted, they were beat up, and they were broken down from both a physical and mental standpoint. And when that happens, naturally, you're going to have the offensive performance that the Sooners had today. This offensive line, as they continue to come together, again, as I kind of reminded people last week, it wasn't really until the Texas game a season ago that that phenomenal offensive line unit came together and became the Joe Moore award-winning unit that it became. Now we're starting to see this group this season really take some steps. I'm not saying they're a Joe Moore award-winning type group, but they're really, really good. And this performance by those five today, I think proved that. Going into this season, one of the reasons why I felt maybe the Texas game was going to be tough for Oklahoma this year mm -hmm. was because I thought that Texas would be maybe a better form of themselves at that point in the season than Oklahoma. And one reason I thought that was because of Oklahoma's offensive yeah. line. I yep. thought that that unit would continue to, to gel as the season goes on. And what we've seen is they're maybe gelling a little faster than – I thought this is game seven. You know, we're halfway through the year. Yeah. But this is a group in the last two weeks that has taken out big, big strides, guys. Especially, I mean, they dominated against Texas last week. Especially and when you factor in the injuries, Joey. You factor in the injuries. Yeah. And Lincoln Riley, Death, back in the maybe. spring, he, he talked about it. And I think all of us thought, well, you know, that's a positive way to look at it. Okay, they don't have Creed Humphrey. The, one of the silver linings, you know, these guys can work without their leader, mm -hmm. and you're maybe kind of seeing that to become an issue. Kind of the truth yeah, yeah. is starting to, to bear that out right now to where this is becoming a really good unit. And, and Oklahoma has dominated the Big 12 because they've been the best unit on both sides of the ball, specifically Correct. offensively. But this year I have a different feel on both sides of the ball to where they can compete nationally on both sides of the ball. How many – okay, we're seven games into the season, right? And this is the first time Oklahoma has been 7-0 and since 2004. Yep. Think about that. Neville Gallimore was asked that, and all he said was, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. And so it was followed up. This is Ryan Abreu asked this, and he goes, well, that's all you're going to say is it was just great? And um, is he the Ryan Abreu? Yeah, it was Ryan Abreu. And he goes, well – I mean, it's cool, but again, we're not satisfied until a national title, until we end the season in the middle of January and we're hoisting that trophy. Like, that's it. Like, the mindset of this team is each and every week, and Jalen Hurts keeps – I know he's a he's an awful quote. I mean, the dude is the worst when it comes to getting quotes, but he means what he says. Like, we are not going to – and this is him talking. He says, we're not going to be – uh, a team that worries about anything two weeks down the road, one week behind. It's how can we get better this week? What can we do to progress this week? And I think that mindset as a whole through the team has taken place. And when that happens, crazy things start to do and, and come forth in a season for a football team. We saw that with Oklahoma in 2008. We saw that Oklahoma 2003-2004, we knew they were going to go undefeated in those years, but it was their mentality. It was how they went about it. Even in 2015, they lost that game to Texas in, in 2017, but you kind of 
got the feeling that Baker and they weren't going to allow it to get any worse after that. This team, I don't think they're going to allow themselves to lose. I think that's their main focus, undefeated, beat the tar out of everybody, see what happens after that, see where the chips may fall. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you think of as far as both of you Yeah, yeah. Uh, award-winning? I know this is not what the team wants to talk about, and it's rat poisoning Jalen Hurts, but Heisman, Butkus, Outland, mm-hmm. uh, Bolitnikoff, um, those type of awards have to be given out to somebody. Is a Kenneth Murray a Butkus Award winner? Is Jalen the Heisman? Is a Outland trophy going to go to Creed or Neville? I mean, the way this team's playing on both sides of the ball, could it be fathomable that – they have multiple winners uh, for yes. individual awards. <laughs> Joey says yes. yes. That, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Hey, I'll give it up to yeah. Uh, we got to give it up to Colin because but before the season, okay. I said I I I thought for sure Creed Humphrey would be an All American uh, first team. I, I thought he would be a unanimous All American. Um, but Colin went a step farther and said he would win the Outland Trophy. He and, did. He did. He did. And at this point in the season, back, seven games back. in, <laughs> pat your back, you have a chance with that, and there is certainly a possibility that multiple of those awards. Jalen Hurts is going to be in New York. I have no doubt about it. We've said it for several weeks now. No one's going to slow him down. He's a media Who's going to slow those stats yeah. down? He's a media darling. Kenneth Murray right now is the no doubt Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, which I it just surprises me. I'll, I'll be honest. We I talked about that. He, remember, we were on the phone talking about this the other day. And I said, you remember when they picked him to be Defensive Player we of the kind week, of t- Year? And we all just kind of went, what? Yeah. I, I mean, stats well. alone, yeah, I get it. But have they not seen the OU defense? And then what? They are – hey, we were wrong, man. We, hey, we were wrong. Sometimes you have to admit it. Colin, I mean, it, it's multiple awards potentially shaping up as we're looking forward. Yeah, and I think the other thing we have to touch on, too, in terms of the award-winning type thing is what you kind of brought up there, the mentality of this team. There's, there's an acknowledgement here that there's a lot of talent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean – Kenneth Murray be the fifth, right? I mean, we it wasn't a, a season ago that C.D. Lamb and Marquise Brown were wearing Bolitnikov jerseys all around. <laughs> but at the same time, I think there's also kind of a shift in the dynamic here. Sure, they always recognize the fact that there are things like the Heisman and, and things of that nature to win. But at the same time, I love the fact that they're refusing to settle. And, and that, to me, is the difference now because I think a lot of these guys maybe a season ago, two seasons ago would be very happy with winning individual awards because that's a lot of talk around here. But at the same time the bottom line here is if you're wearing an Oklahoma uniform, you got to win a national title. And they have not lived up to that expectation and they've, they've disappointed oh, at times. 19 years. Yeah, so now that's kind of getting to what you're talking about. It doesn't really matter their record. It doesn't really matter the individual awards. And I think it, they are getting to those individual awards because their main focus is a national championship. And you're going to win other things if you win the big thing. How, okay, so how much, and I know this was asked as well, and it's been asked a million times, and I asked Jalen Hurts this, and he said you're going to have to ask them when we're talking about mm-hmm. teammates. You heard the question. Yeah. And I said – since January, you came in, the guys buying in, hearing the talk that they're not going to be satisfied till the national title. 
how much of the experience of 2017-2018 at Oklahoma adding on to Jalen Hurts' experience mm -hmm. winning a national title, losing his spot, mm -hmm. trying to win a national title in the second half when really, I mean, he wasn't playing all that bad, but they needed some passing in that game. And he Tua just was Tua. It was Tua, yeah. So, um, and the drive of not only Kenneth Murray, Neville Gallimore, CeeDee Lamb, mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts, those four, and Creed Humphrey, those five guys – and everything they've been through, mm -hmm. being the stars that they are, how much of that is playing into just the sheer dominance of this team the first, team the first seven weeks of the season? 100%. 100%. Period. I mean, look, I think when you... I know that was a rhetorical question, but I wanted right, to get right. but an no, explanation it, for people. It's a valid question to ask because, look, captains here at the University of Oklahoma over the recent years, sure, they have some sort of embodiment of this football team, right? But at the same time, I think these guys represent what everyone else should be in terms of chip on their shoulder, Correct. pure talent, motivation, and an edge to their mm -hmm. game. When you combine that with the fact that this group has disappointed over the past couple of seasons in the college football playoff, a lot of those guys you see out go for the coin flip will refuse to let something like that happen again. Mm -hmm. And in turn, I think that there is a point to discuss there, Brandon. These guys are now starting to wear off on this team like – Maybe before a season ago or two, sure, disappointment in the college football playoff was disappointing, but then you flip it around. Okay, let's, let's do this. Now, there is no flipping the script. This is it. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he had a very small quote, by the way, that I think should really stand out. It goes by fast. It goes by really fast. And you have to make the most of your well, opportunities. Keegan Ray knew I said, yep. yeah. You have to make the most of your opportunities in this very short span of your life. And those guys that represent this team combined with that added motivation that they all bring, that to me is 100% why this team is having success. What you're finding out, and this is maybe sort of an uh, obvious statement we talk about being rhetorical and everything else, but this is redemption for Jalen Hurts, right? Everyone knows the story. Yeah. He wants his redemption every day, whether he's talking about it or not. He wants to go play to attack of Iloa and beat Alabama. That's yeah. what he wants to do. Yep. He's, he's OU now. He, like people need to realize that. He's he Boomer Sooner all the way. Yeah. He wants to see the Crimson Tide go down. And he wants to be the one that beats him. This defense, give Alex Grinch every bit of the credit. But this is a defense. They brought the right minds in to work with the mentality. Every single one of those players wants redemption for what they've been a part of for the last few years. Mm -hmm. And so this is a team that they want to win the Big 12, but it's more than that because they're fueled right now by an incredible amount of redemption across the board. This is another thing I want to ask you, Brandon, because we're talking about redemption. You bring up the whole comeback story type thing. We talk about the defense's mindset. Mm -hmm. Is this not a redemption shot for Alex Grinch? I mean, think it about is. It. Ohio State. He did not have the chance to call the plays for the Buckeyes. Ohio State was a abysmal defense, especially in the passing game, specifically a season ago. And they and blamed now, him for it. And they blamed him. And now he comes into this program, and what they're doing defensively in the passing game may be second to none in any one of the conference, and it's up there with some of the best in the country. Yeah. We talk about redemptions for Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Murray, all these guys. It's a redemption for Alex Grinch, Brandon. 
It's a redemption for everybody. This is a redemption tour for the University of Oklahoma Revenge, football team. Yeah. Oh, Lincoln Riley. I think he's tired of being known as just this offensive wonder boy that can't coach people to, on the defensive side of the ball, can't get his defenses yeah. to, to follow suit with these offenses. He wants everybody. He knows the NFL wants him great, whatever. But he wants everybody to know in college football that he is one of the best coaches balanced, more complete coaches in college football where he can get his guys to play good special teams, good defense, great offense. Yeah. And all, when all three of those things happen, you get a 52-14 to 14 ass whooping like that. And that's, that's essentially – and you don't want to know when I knew it was going to be an ass whooping is when the coin flip happened and Oklahoma always takes the ball. Mm-hmm. But what do they do? They deferred so they could kick it. Mm-hmm. And you knew right then and there, they were like, Austin Kendall, sorry, bro, we love you. Because you knew they love him because the way they treated him after he got hit, they helped him out. I've never seen them do that. Yeah. I mean, there was so much love for that guy, but they wanted to pile drive him every time they got a chance to. And I think that was it was a special, it was a weird game as far as that goes, just because and it was the perfect game following the OU Texas game because of Austin Kendall. Mm-hmm. Had that not happened, the chances of a letdown skyrocket. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. It skyrockets with with Austin Kendall in town. It basically nullified any chance of a letdown. And now they're going to go on the road against Kansas State. Yep. And they always play well in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So except for that one a couple years ago, but that one, yeah, we discard that one. We that discard one that was one. Weird. For, yeah, it was a weird game. <laughs> <laughs> and they ended up winning it, but yeah, it was a weird. Yeah, they did win though. Rodney it was Anderson a game. was a monster. Yeah, it was a monster, but I mean, seriously, the year before they won fifty-five to nothing. Yeah, uh, exactly. My, my point is, is yeah. I don't expect a drop off at any point with this team because they have the leaders, and this is something that Oklahoma has missed. No, yes, they've had Baker. That team had leaders. Seventeen had leaders. Sixteen had leaders. Fifteen had leaders. Last year, Kyler was a leader by action, not by voice. Yeah. And they needed somebody under center to be that the guy that created that edge. And I think that's what Jalen Hurts does, along with Kenneth Murray. I think just different Kenneth Murray in general yeah. and Neville Gallimore. I think in general they they're just they're just beasts. I don't know what to say. Well, you got something to say you wanted to add, Joey? I think you bring up a great point. I, I and this is when we look to the big picture. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma has played seven games, right? And if Ellinger doesn't score that touchdown late last week, dominated. They have won every single one of those seven games by double digits, and they should win every single game the rest of the way in the regular season by double digits. Is there any reason to believe, with what you've seen, and I think in the way I'm asking this question, you know my answer, mm-hmm. but is there any reason to believe that Oklahoma isn't going to go undefeated? In the rest, in the regular season, I'm going to predict it right now, and this isn't a homer pick. This is I've seen seven games. I've seen this team play. The last score that Texas did wasn't so much meaningless, mm-hmm. but it changed the narrative of that game as sure. Oklahoma held on instead of Oklahoma dominated. Mm-hmm. But the people that watched the game, Joe Clatt, everybody that watched it was the highest game in like two years or whatever for Fox. Mm-hmm. Watched it, walked away, went, dude, Oklahoma completely whooped the living crap out of Texas, right? Mm-hmm. But if you saw it on the, the box score, you're thinking, oh, my God, they held on. Yeah. 
it wasn't that it wasn't the case. Like at no point in time did in that game, even when it was tied, did you feel like eh, Oklahoma wasn't going to pull that one? You knew they were pulling that out. Yeah. So here's the deal. I agree with you. I can't see them losing a game. I mean, maybe in the Big 12 title game, but as far as regular season goes, I just can't. It's I don't happen. see them losing. I don't. Well, I think they're going to go undefeated. I think they're going to be 12 and 0 at the end of the year. So we're talking a lot about what we think. I'm going to talk about what I know, at least what I believe that I know. <laughs> I like it. Okay, okay. We're, we're living in the future. Colin's going to be in the present here. Oklahoma, from what I've seen to this point, when we talk about being undefeated, they have to be. I mean, we, we say they think, they think we think they have to. No, they have to be. And I'm going to explain why. To this point, I think we can all pretty much assume Alabama is going to go a pretty long distance without taking an L. Ohio State has proven to be an absolute force in the Big What about LSU? That's my other point. Clemson, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say that they run the table in the ACC because the ACC is absolute garbage. The American Conference right now is better than the ACC. <laughs> but here's where the danger... Collins swinging to the fence, dude. <laughs> he's, he's a little bitter, maybe, because the, the ACC picks for us so far haven't been very good. Yeah, the <laughs> ACC is terrible. But here's the thing. <laughs> Oklahoma, you take an L in Big 12 play, right? Let's just hypothetical. We've seen the college football playoff committee put an SEC West team in without an appearance in the SEC championship game. Its name was Alabama. This year it could be LSU. LSU's playing phenomenal football. And if they lose a close one to Alabama, I mean, who, who's to say what happens there? So at the end of it all, to me, we talk about, I, th- I think, we think they're going to go undefeated. They have to be undefeated. That, that should be the expectation is – being undefeated this season because, to be quite honest, anything else than that may not get the job done. You, you're you're 100% correct. I mean, look, you, you, if Oklahoma loses in the Big 12, they need Baylor to beat Oklahoma State, number one. They need Baylor to go undefeated. Yeah, they need when they Baylor play to be them, really good. They need the – yeah. I mean, because then if they do somehow lose a game to Oklahoma State at some point and end up winning the Big 12 – they have that notch on the belt that they have two potential top ten wins, uh, three if they beat Texas and Texas is back mm-hmm. in the top ten again. I mean, there's a lot that can go go in Oklahoma's direction, a lot that can go against Oklahoma with this. So, um, Joey, what's your thought on this? I mean, you've heard we've heard Collins. Mm-hmm. What's your thought? If Oklahoma doesn't go undefeated, what is it? You know, th- th- this is interesting. I, I was one of the uh, guys last year that said they wanted Kyler Murray versus Alabama and Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. They wanted that matchup. And so while I believe that, yes, if there's a one-loss SEC team sitting there, that's they a real problem. Jalen that's Hurts. a real problem. Mm-hmm. They want Jalen Hurts versus Alabama. And that's a valid point. They want Jalen Hurts versus Alabama. And so I, I truly believe, yes, you want to go undefeated. You should go undefeated. You're going to be a big favorite in every, most every single game, probably every single game, yeah. even in Stillwater. In Waco, they're you know you're looking. They're probably going to be double digit favorites in those football games. You should. You don't want to leave it up to the committee, but at the same time, I don't know if it ends it. If they 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 really want Jalen Hurts versus Tua. 
they're going to make it happen. Yeah, they, they definitely have kind of the committee's favor for what it's worth. Yeah. But at the same time, we also know how the committee's favor has fallen in the hands of the SEC, which mm-hmm. is why I bring it up. You have to be undefeated this year. If you want to have your solidified spot in the CFP, especially with dominoes like Clemson, Alabama, so on and so forth, Ohio State likely still standing. you got, you got to be You don't leave State. it to chance. You can't leave it to chance, in my opinion. All right, so we're going to close this podcast out right here. Um, just everybody, I'm going to give my takeaways, and you all give your last takeaways, and mm-hmm. we'll close it out. Uh, my takeaway basically is this team's focus. I mean, we've said it throughout the whole podcast. Uh, Lincoln Riley has a, a fire about him that even mm-hmm. he didn't have last year. Even when he answers questions, like you can see it in his eyes that he's – He's a little lit all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Neville Gallimore, uh, Buki, uh, Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Murray, Creed, all those guys have a fire in their belly, whatever you want to call it, that we haven't seen in Norman in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baker kind of instilled that in people, but it was it's a team thing this time, not just a him thing and him just kind of carrying the weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, CD lamb, the same thing. I, so this team's different. Uh, what a win, what a way to come back after, uh, emotional game at the cotton bowl, uh, and moving on to Manhattan. It's going to be really fun to make go up there. Hopefully it's not cold. It's going to be, I know it is. I just, I just have a bad feeling about it, but it it is what it is, and I think Oklahoma is a different team, different mindset, uh, with a QB that is just he's a man is what he is, and uh, that's why they're out here. What is it? What was it? Fifty two to fourteen. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's what it was. I mean that's why. Excuse me again. That's why ass whoopings are happening. <laughs> I mean I'm gonna all I gotta say about this to wrap up here is these guys know how to handle eleven a.m.s. Got to tip their cap. <laughs> They know how to get up in the morning and eat their breakfast and then beat the crap out of somebody in front of them. So there's not, I hate it. Yeah, for real. I mean, look, we sit here and talk about how this team, they're not happy with the fact that they've constantly been scheduled in the morning. But at the same time, they had a lot of recruits coming in here, football and basketball-wise, and this was an atmosphere at 11 a.m. that kind of made you worry. But at the same time, I think with the win combined with what I saw today, this win really helps them not only in terms of the season but the future. You know, I, I've looked it up here, and oh, no. uh-oh, don't do it to it me. Is you, but hey, but I don't think we can complain because we're sitting in the press box. If if anyone can complain, it's cold. I like to go on the field before and after the game. Well, okay, well we're, we're out on the field in the, the low forties yeah, for a man. few minutes. So low forties. It's going to be that cold. It's it's going to warm up during the game. Eleven eight, another eleven a.m. kick, guys. So what's we'll the be tip? Don't it's, tease us. It's I mean, going to be in the forties. That's a high. Uh, 65 for a high Oh, okay. I, I can handle that. Okay. So it, it'll probably be in the upper 40s by to the lower 50s by game time. But hey, it, I, I think we've addressed it pretty well. My takeaway is this team is on just an absolute mission right now, yeah. and I, I love their mentality. It, it quite frankly is something we haven't seen, even with Baker Mayfield. Kyler Murray, guys that wanted to win a national championship. This, to me, and I don't feel like I'm overreacting right now, but it feels like it's a team that has a little different aura about it than what we've seen in recent years. I agree. Yeah, once again, Oklahoma wins 52-14. to You're listening to the OU Insider Podcast, postgame podcast right here on the Young and Drum with 
Colin Kennedy, Joey Helmer, myself, Brandon Drum. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you take advantage of the $1 yeah. for the first month on OUinsider.com. Uh, lots of information coming from this game all week. Lots of big recruiting weekends, so Colin, myself, everybody else on the team will be throwing out a lot of recruiting news. Uh, It'll be a fun deal. Joey's got a lot of team stuff coming. Uh, RJ's got his stuff coming as well. So it's going to be a fun week on OUinsider.com. We'll see you in Manhattan right here, OUinsider.com.